This right here, this is the state of energy. I'm Rand DeWitt, along with a man whose beard is the envy of Sherpas around the world. Tom Clark, executive director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Anyhow, but you, you, my friend, you're hanging with more congressmen. You and uh, Mike Simpson of Idaho's 2nd District. We got uh, some pictures of that up on Instagram, at the State of Energy. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, we had a we had a nice little meeting. Um, just, you know, talking propane, really. Just talking clean energy. Uh, it was nice. Uh, he's he's up there, and we were, we were in Jerome, Idaho, is where we were at with the Valleywide Co-op. Uh, but Mike's from the Idaho Falls area. Mm-hmm. You know, it was interesting. He's we we start talking about propane. We just start talking about the, uh, you know, the economy, and he and of course electrification and everything. But uh, his his experience with propane was that that's how he powers up his house when the power grid goes down uh, at his house in Idaho Falls. So he said he said when power goes out, the uh, propane power generator kicks on. And his house is lit up, and the neighbors come over and get to uh, have dinner at his house because he's the only one in the neighborhood with with power on. He he was a super nice guy, down to earth. Uh, he he knows a lot about clean energy, and uh, so we'll see. I mean, there's, I think their hands are all tied right now with the uh, you know the way that the the Congress is stacked right now. But uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, things seem maybe to, maybe there'll be some changes coming. Kind of feel that there might be some changes, you know. And uh, you can find out how long we, Tom and I, have been talking about this by going to thestateofenergy.com. You can check out past shows, find out what rebates you can get utilizing propane products, and uh, also where to buy button in case you need to find propane. You type in your zip code, and boom, every place around you that's got propane populates the screen. But right now, we need to get into this topic that's got Tom all fired up. He's oh, fired which, which, up. Which one is that? The Inflation Reduction Prescription Lowering Climate Saving Act. <laughs> is that what we're calling it now? I don't know what don't know. it's it called anymore. Everything. Well, now they're even talking about like how inflation... Oh, I'm seeing some stories in certain areas as of today. Ooh, inflation is cooling off. And then, you know, it's like it's cooling off. Okay, if someone's punching you in the face increasingly harder... And it gets to a point where they're not hitting you harder every time, but they're still hitting you. You're still getting punched in the face. So inflation is still high. Hey, hey, I heard I heard I heard the White House said that the uh inflation in July was zero. <laughs> Can't go much higher at the point. It's like, hey. <laughs> Enough's enough. Yeah, it's like inflation is uh, you know, it's like, hey, even gas has come down uh, every day. It's gotten a little cheaper. Well, I mean, we're still astronomical if it comes down a penny or two a day. Um, it's still almost twice as much as it was almost two years ago now. So we, we did talk about this when uh, a couple of weeks ago when that first came out on the news, this inflation reduction bill. And uh, yeah. then it actually got passed by the House or, or the, the, the Senate. Sorry, excuse me. The Senate passed it a couple of days ago. It's pretty bizarre, though, when you think about uh, the, the, the name of the bill. The Inflation Reduction Act. And then, and then how, how does this... Then you got like 8 billion pages you're supposed to sift through to figure out what the hell is going on. How does this work? Is like we're going to increase the tax by a, 
you know, billions of dollars. Is this is hire eighty thousand new IRS agents? Yeah. Is, is this is this in is this on purpose to try to make it so you cannot afford anything anymore in order uh, so that you won't buy anything so then prices won't go up because nobody's buying anything? What what's the what's the deal with this bill? Uh, wow, that's quite a line that you just drew there. But you know, unfortunately, it's it's not a, out of the question these days that that's their end game. You know? Well, you know, you know what else is funny is they're they're trying to they said they're going to hire what eighty or almost ninety thousand new employees for the for the IRS. Yeah, I think eighty seven thousand. What What do you think? I mean, we're already <laughs> short. Like, there's shortage of employees everywhere already. So we already we have that many openings for for truck drivers across the country. There's there's over eighty thousand truck driver. Uh, openings apparently there's a bunch of teacher job openings as well it's just like we're just going to add more uh more employment to the shortages of employment so this is going to take probably i mean i'm sure there'll be some people that'll jump ship at at a job and go maybe work at the uh the irs but we we have a we have job openings in in the propane world yeah and we have a little web we have a website for that yeah find a propane job.com so maybe Maybe we should start a new website. Instead of findapropanejob.com, it'll be called findaisjob.com. <laughs> you know, we should, you should see if that, type that in right now, if you have your computer handy, and see if that URL is available. Because if, uh, if it is, we should buy it. Or not, because then we get audited. Hey, hey, you know what? It, say, it, just, says, it just says site can't be reached. So maybe we, maybe we should, maybe we will link that we'll we'll forward that to our yeah, that's not a bad idea link. except for you're probably uh your your ip address has probably been registered with the irs at this point but it's so true because i mean we've got supply chain issues and what could we do with what twenty thousand new drivers yeah think about what that would do there's supply chain issues everywhere and i think we're kind of seeing some of that um lift up a little bit but uh, I think the next on the radar is going to be your food. Your food, you know, we, we talked a lot about energy. This is the state of energy. But uh, food food has a lot to do with energy as well. Food is energy. Yeah. So uh, it's, all, it's all relevant. We're going to create a bunch of new jobs for the IRS. We're already short. There are, IRS is already shorthanded almost 50,000 employees. So it's not like they're going to go flooding the gates uh, to, to get on, to get a job, which they already can't hire people. But, uh, um, I'm surprised they don't talk about that more though, yeah. because a lot of the media talks about, oh, there's going to be 80,000 more IRS agents. Well, they're actually, you know, tens of thousands of agents down. Yeah. It's not, it's not anyway. There's the rest of the story of this bill though, is there apparently this will, this is going to get passed by the by the house here any day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it'll get voted on with probably before some of the, some people even hear this show. But um, there is some other things in this bill which drives me nuts that they can they can just fluff these bills up with thousands of different items. Why can't they just do one at a time? Like yeah, well I know it's like we we yeah, we'd be here all the time. Well, that's your job. I mean, why not make it easier for e- for all every American to understand? Okay, this is what this is what my representative is doing for this particular bill. 
all right, next, what's next? And go through them instead of, like you said, just, but this is what they do. They jam it all together so they can tuck things in. Yeah, so I, I kind of look through it a little bit to see what if there's anything, you know, because there's a lot of stuff about electric vehicles. You hear this in the news about electric vehicles and the, and the $7,500 tax credit. <laughs> so I kind of read through it um, as much as I could the second version. And after you get past the prescription drug part the the 200 and some odd pages of that then you run into uh the the section that talks about energy and energy security which is which is kind of funny that they label it energy security but oh they listen they listen to the state of energy they they, they must they, you coined that that is your yours <laughs> they so there's a there's a section in here that um i i, I kind of like because they they actually changed so they changed the name of the code. It's a U.S. Code 26. I don't want to bore you with all the details, but if, if you wanted to Google, it'd be U.S. Code 2630D. Uh, but it used to be, the name of that code used to be uh, New Qualified Plug-In Electric Drive Motor Vehicles. Jeez. That's a, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. I think the 2630D is uh, much easier to remember. <laughs> They just so they changed that to just say clean vehicle. Okay. So, but, but that opens the door to, uh, to, propane. to propane. It really does, and it opens the door to other clean energy as well, which we've been talking about forever. That it's time to, you know, not just focus only on electric vehicles. Right. We've been talking about the best energy plan is an overall plan where we're using all of these great clean energies together, including, yes, propane. So with that code change, which is in this in this big old bill that's got 725 pages, it's a it's a lot of information in there to read. Um, but I'm hoping if way down in the fine print here that uh, there's no there's no place that kicks us back out because it opens the door when it changes uh, electric drive motor to clean because there's a lot of people that know where electricity comes from. Not everybody just thinks it comes out of the the wall like (laughs) like some of them do. It's true. It's very true. The, you know, a lot of people, I, the conversations I have where people are shocked that uh, coal is used to make electricity, it, it's, it's unbelievable. So we, we've, we brought that one study to, to life the other day when we were talking on the show about the, the, the government study that was done at Zions National Park that showed that mm-hmm. propane was 40% cleaner than the electricity that they're trying to get into those buses down there for the electric bus. Yeah, so we already know that propane's cleaner. So it's nice to see that they changed this wording to clean. Um, and then there's, and that's going to allow some tax credits that we used to, we were never eligible for because we weren't a plug in electric drive motor vehicle. Um, so if you do want to invest into a clean fuel vehicle and propane, uh, hopefully if this all goes through, this will be the one good thing that might come out of it for you that could help you, uh, you know, help pay for some of the up cost of, of having a vehicle run on propane. It, it's not a whole lot of money. It's only, it's only 7,500 bucks. Uh, and you, you already got to be pretty wealthy to, to buy an electric 
vehicle or maybe you have a, a business and you're going to buy a fleet of, of, of propane powered vehicles. It's not, this isn't going to be for everybody. This isn't going to be for you and me. We're not going to run our, we're not going to run our, our little grocery getter on, on propane. But if you did have a, a, a fleet of vehicles, right. like, I don't know, what's, what's the latest and greatest big fleet that just switched? Well, the uh, United States uh, Postal Service, um, actually, they've got a contractor. Hypro Inc. is a, a nationwide mail logistics contractor with a 40-year history servicing the U.S. Postal Service. They added five propane-fueled Class 6 box trucks to its vehicle fleet. Yeah, so <clears throat> let's just digest that for a second. You know, you always hear that the government's not always that, that efficient, <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> maybe, and maybe they don't make all those great decisions. And you can leave it up to the private industry to actually make smart decisions. And we, we've talked about the Postal Service buying or updating their old fleet. I mean, they're buying a bunch of vehicles. We've talked about this before in the past. They're buying mm-hmm. 100,000 plus vehicles. And they're going to do some of them that are going to be gas powered. Some of them are going to be electric but the contractors, the, the, the private industry that work for the post office, they're buying propane. Why is that? Why would, the, why would the contractor buy propane, but the government wants to buy electric? Because the private contractor is actually going to be held accountable if all of a sudden this whole thing goes up in flames. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a different, you know, the, 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 poli- the politicians, they're, they're not held accountable. They, they, they did their research. They know they can get X amount of, out of, amount of miles. They know how much the cost is going to be for the infrastructure, which is way cheaper than electric infrastructure. They, they know where they can get the vehicles. It all comes down to the bottom line. It all comes down to the money. Yeah, follow the money. Follow the money, right? We talk about that all the time. These guys are going to save a ton of money running these big trucks on propane. And now, apparently, they might even get a tax credit if it if it comes through. Um, unlike some of the other electric vehicles, because there's news out there that some of these vehicles won't even qualify for the tax credit. Because in this bill, it talks about where you have to get your dirty batteries from. Yeah, because the it's actually a story out of the AP talking about how most electric vehicles won't qualify for a federal tax credit. Like you've been saying, a tax credit of up to $7,500 could be used to, quote-unquote, defray the cost of an electric vehicle under the Inflation Reduction Act. But the auto industry is warning that the vast majority of EV purchases won't qualify for a tax credit that large. That's mainly because the bill's requirement that to qualify for the credit, an electric vehicle must contain a battery built in North America with minerals mined or recycled on the continent. And those rules become more stringent over time to the point where in a few years it's possible that no EVs would qualify for the tax credit. So so I think there's a stipulation in there that says they can have half of that credit if it doesn't come from the U.S. So most of these guys are going to get that 37, however that works out, 3750 tax credit. Right. Um, Good math. But yeah, the, the most of this, all these batteries, it's China. Yeah. It's it's uh, the Republic of Congo. It's they come from places that they're not supporting. You know, it's not supporting us, and we already know that the environmental uh, impact of of mining here versus China and (laughs) Africa. Man, it's it, it's so not only just the environmental, but the human aspect of it. You see the videos and the pictures of people mining with 
in with their hands. Yeah, it's not it's not a good life. It's not a good life. So you got to talk about multiple aspects when you're when you're trying to talk about clean energy because it's not just about oh let's just make everything run on 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 electricity. We got to talk about are we being you know, good stewards of the environment. Are we being humanitarian about it? Like, or we got a bunch of kids digging by hand to dig up this stuff. And then is it socially responsible on an, on an economic level? Like who are the people benefiting from this? The, are the people benefiting from this? Are they, are they the rich? Are they the poor? Are they the middle class? Most of the, most of this points towards the upper middle class and the rich. They're the ones benefiting from this. Well, yeah. Well, here's a story that's related to that uh, off of CNN. Billionaires are funding a massive treasure hunt in Greenland as ice vanishes. Some of the world's richest men, including who? Guess. Jeff Bezos, Michael Bloomberg, and Bill Gates, among others. They're uh, equipping people for a massive treasure hunt, complete with helicopters and transmitters, on the west coast of Greenland. Now, so with the climate crisis happening and uh, Greenland melting down a bit, um, at an unprecedented rate, they're able to find um, possible critical min- minerals that are going to be uh, very important to powering the green energy, quote unquote, transmission. Transition, transition, not transmission. <laughs> this is this is nickel and cobalt, right? I mean, that's what they're looking for. They're 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 taking the the climate change of 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 Greenland shrinking, and, and they're they're turning it into a money making endeavor. What is that the is that the wildest twist you've ever heard of? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah, climate change is actually benefiting us. What do you know? And then they're taking all their jets and their helicopters and they're building big mining facilities, but it's a long ways away. You don't get to see that. You don't see that part. All you see is the nice shiny red car in your driveway. You're listening to The State of Energy. I'm Rand DeWitt, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association. You can find out more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. And, uh, you know, there's some issues going on in Virginia. Uh, Dominion Energy says it may not be able to meet the demands for power in Ashburn, Northern Virginia, delaying building projects in the world's fastest growing data center hub for many years. Dominion has told its customers that it has power supplies, but can no longer guarantee to deliver the quantity, I mean the quantity and quality of electricity customers want via overhead power lines. Now, if these warnings have proved true, this could stall projects with billions invested and the tax revenue uh, in that area would take a severe hit. Um, hey, heard of propane? <laughs> you know what? Dominion. So you know, around here, Dominion does the natural gas. But a lot of people might not know that Dominion is a giant company. And they, 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 they do electricity. They do natural gas. And here in, in, this, in our four-state region, uh, these propane companies are small independent family uh, the the profits stay they stay inside that community and i'll tell you what if dominion's having problems creating electricity we've got awesome awesome equipment that can that can do microgrid stuff you can have you could run uh you know a small town off of off of propane powered electric generation system you know microgrids is probably going to be where it's at because all this this these grids are super expensive to upgrade 
Texas is struggling. Virginia obviously is struggling, and and everybody's just on on the brink of breaking down with these high heats. We see uh, elect the uh, AC units are just on all the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's super hot this summer, and the grid is so fragile. Propane can fix that with microgrid installations where you you're producing the electricity on site or very close to the site because what we know is when you produce electricity far away you lose from the time you actually create the whatever energy source you're going to use to make the the electricity you lose almost 60 percent of that electricity by the time it gets gets to your house by the time you actually use it. Which means we have to boil, you, you, you've got to actually burn more coal to get up to that 100% mark. Well, you're just going to lose. You're just losing that. You're, not, you're never going to get up to that. You just lose that. Whatever energy you put into the, machine, into the machine to make the electricity, by the time it travels all the way across wherever, wherever this power plant was to your house, to, your, to that unit that's actually consuming that electricity, you're losing that. So with a, with a on-site power generation of a microgrid, you you lose a lot less i mean very very little is lost because you don't have those massive power lines stretching for hundreds and hundreds of miles from the coal power plant to your house now if if tom clark executive director of rocky mountain propane association and rand dewitt the general jackass from southern california can understand this why doesn't dominion already why aren't they out in front of this why aren't they going all right we've already got a solution for this well, you know, it, it, it goes with, it's the same thing in Texas. Like they, uh, you heard about the, the, the Bitcoin mine. Yes. These giant, giant Bitcoin mining. They actually, um, bought their electricity in advance for these, for these mines. And, and a mine is just like a big data center. We know that, right? So, right. uh, they purchased their electricity upfront and then the electric company came back to them and said, we will buy that back from you. If you shut your mining down for the month, because we don't have enough electricity to cool everybody's houses. We don't have enough electricity for the consumer. And some of these Bitcoin mining companies made more money selling their electricity back because they pre, they pre bought it. You know, it's like I went and filled up my car with gas yeah. and now the gas station wants it back. I can I can sell it back to them. That's what these Bitcoin miners did because there's not enough electricity to go around. And one story even says one of the Bitcoin miners made nine million dollars selling their electricity <laughs> back to the grid. Do you think they knew this was coming? It, Some of these people? Well, I mean, the, 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 the writings on the wall, you just, all you gotta do is open the news and say, Hey, where, where's, you know, where's the latest power outage. And then, and then what's the latest, the biggest attack is on, on our energy grid or on our, on our energy sector. We have, we're, we're, we're constantly attacking fossil fuels, propane, natural gas. Like these are the things we need to survive. And if we keep shutting them down left and right and, and relying on all this foreign oil, this is what happens. You're going to run out of electricity. You're going to run out of gas. You're going to run out of food. Well, there is some good news in the propane world because the propane inventory has been building. Um, a good time to stock up for winter is right now uh, because uh, prices are actually dropping even more. Yeah, nice, nice close to, to, this, uh, to this podcast is propane inventories are building, which is good. Uh, 
and, and just like everything, there's supply and demand issues. Um, and when, you know, the propane inventories are up, it's a good time to get your tank filled. Um, who knows what the future is going to bring? It, it's been a wild couple years and we just we really, nobody has that, uh, magic, that magic ball. So the crystal ball, get your tanks filled up now, be prepared, take care, take care of your family. Yeah. Take care and take care of your farms and your businesses because it's a it's a great time to uh, you know start planning for winter right now. Even though it's eight billion degrees outside where both Tom and I are at. Well, the the other thing is with propane supply was we had a pretty we've had some weird storms in the in the east there. We you know the the floods that are going on. Right. Um, there, there's there's possibly some wet crop seasons coming up that might consume a little bit more propane than normal. But uh, th- those things are all up to the weather. And as long as you got that opportunity, that window of opportunity is now to get to get your supply taken care of, get your propane tanks filled up, uh, protect your farm, protect your family. Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. I'm Rand D. Witt, and we are always online at thestateofenergy.com. Mm-hmm.